one foot in front of the other and let not your fears impede. Look not at the way that you stutter, but at who is listening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to Secret Project Podcast. I'm Jeff Hinton. And I'm Travis Sutton. Secret Project is a conversation about music, theology, and culture and where they all crash together. Travis, what are we talking about this week? All right. Well, we're talking about 1 Kings chapter 21. And the crazy thing I have to crazy thing about this story is that they is that the king king ahab right it's actually between the split of the kingdom the king uh the israel the kingdom of israel actually splits into two kingdoms and the northern and the southern this is about 100 years after that split king ahab is the king of the northern kingdom all right now he is kind of a messed up dude and he's queen is also messed up both of them are really corrupt, really vindictive, really miss, just do bad stuff to all the people in the in that. So a bunch kingdom. of winners is what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, great people. So anyway, what he decides is he decides he wants some of the land that belongs to this guy named Naboth. He has a vineyard. He wants the na- this guy's land. Well, he goes and asks the guy if he can have the land, and the guy says, I cannot give up my, my inheritance. My family's land. Because this is probably passed down, not just from, like, his father, but, like, generations before. They have always been in this place. Right. As as long as the Israelites have been in that space, this has been part of his family's land. And, like, we've talked about, like, names and land and inheritances are a lot of how people define their own identity uh, in this in this time, especially back in the Hebrew Bibles, like that, those early scriptures. That that and there's a there's another aspect of it actually. When we look in like Leviticus, which is the book of the law, um, the land belongs to God. Ultimately, all of the land belongs to God, and so this idea that one can just arbitrarily give up this land that God has given them or provided for them goes against their own uh, faith. So it goes beyond just the identity, it's actually a faith issue for them. So it's not just because this is who they are and this is their land, it's that really it's not theirs to give away. Right, exactly. So here, that's the situation, right? Naboth says, I can't do that. And Ahab says, I'll give you a bunch of money. He says, not gonna happen, right? So then Ahab goes back, he's crying on his pillow. He refuses to eat. Like, he is really like a three-year-old about this. Throwing a tantrum because Throwing he a tantrum can't because he can't land. have this guy's land, right? And his, his wife, Queen Jezebel, comes up to him and says, what is the problem? And he tells her that, well, I wanted this guy's land and the guy wouldn't sell me the land. And now I'm really upset about it. She goes, wait right here, I'll take care of it. And she goes and actually tells a couple of people from the community, the leaders of this community where Naboth lived, right? She tells the leaders of this community to say, okay, throw a party. Make him the honorary guest of the party. And then while you are having this feast in his honor, have two people from the community come up and give false testimony about something that he did, anything that he did, that's worthy of being executed. So you needed to have a couple of snitches. A couple of snitches that were willing to make something up. 
And, you know, they, I guess they wanted to have two, so, like, it was a corroborated story. And I right. And that that was good enough. Right, yeah. Her. They wanted to make sure that there were at least, you know, one person to corroborate the other person's story. And so when they did this, the people took him out to the out, uh, to the edge of town and stoned him, which means they killed him with big rocks. Which, you know, it, a lot of people don't come back from. Right, exactly. So then a little bit later, Ahab, now Jezebel comes back, says, the land is yours, you can have it because Naboth is dead. And I guess it defaults to him because he's the king and he gets to decide what to do with it. Sure. So he decides that it's his. It's his. And he's very happy. He's got a shiny new toy now. He goes out to inspect his land, and Elijah, the prophet, that prophet that we were talking about last time, last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he shows up again. He's a real thorn in the side of Ahab. He does all kinds of things to really kind of mess up Ahab and Jezebel's day. And so he shows up and basically tells Ahab, look, I know that you didn't get this land honestly. I know that you killed the guy that actually owned this land or had him killed, and that that's not okay. That's not okay with me, and it's not okay with God. So that's where the story kind of ends. Is Elijah showing up to kind of be like, you're not getting away with this. Right, right. He's, he's actually, the and I'm going to say the lectionary, the prescribed text for the sermons actually ends there. The next verses say, and I'm here to kill you and, and to, to take you out, basically. Which is, you know, a real man of God kind of thing to do. That's right. So I think they, they kind of leave that text out because it doesn't feel good. Uh, it it doesn't also really fit doesn't with fit our, with the rest of the story. Yeah, it doesn't. I think it's just a, a reality of the situation that they were in. But the reality is that Elijah was, like, not putting up with this anymore. And he really hadn't been putting up with it all along. I mean, he's been pretty defiant of these guys from the beginning. Yeah, and every time that they would try to set up a system that benefited them, uh, Elijah took it upon himself, or, or God would put it upon him, to go talk to them and be like, okay, so here's the cool thing that you're going to do to make them look stupid. Right. And that happened again and again and again, and he's been run out of this kingdom a good three, at least three or four times oh, yeah. by the time we get to this story. There's continually a price on his head. So he shows up and he's talking to Nate, uh, to Ahab about it. And the story kind of ends there. Now, connecting with that, one of my favorite songs is uh, Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee. I It is performed by the Indigo Girls. Okay. And this song is an amazing song that talks about very... It, it talks very... Um, it's pretty upfront about what it's Yeah, upfront. <laughs> Golly, I was having trouble with that. That's uh, what I'm here for. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's really upfront about the, um, about the way that we as Americans, not, as Europeans, as Anglos, have treated Native Americans in this country and how we have continually over and over and over again stolen the land that uh, they've lived on because we saw some sort of value in it. Whenever we put them on what we think is worthless land and that we find value in that land, then we steal it again. Yeah, uh, I think this is probably a good time to own uh, that Travis and I are hyper white uh, and <laughs> are coming from this from that angle and are doing the best we can. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, the the song really claims that that history, that tradition, 
And it claims the fact that a lot of times, not only was this land stolen by force, but it was also stolen by deception. It was stolen by taking people and who were legitimate members of society and were leaders in that community, uh, leaders in that Native American community, and framing them as people who were a threat to the country, uh, who were potential terrorists, and, and having them um, executed in that sense. And it was to create you know, a sense of fear and, and to be like, well, we can do this to you, so you may as well just do what we're telling you to. And I, I think that it's unfortunate that America really hasn't grown much past that. Yeah, it is unfortunate that we haven't. And it's unfortunate that we failed to own our own history in that respect. We don't acknowledge the parts that make us messy. Right. Um, and, you know, we, again, one of those things that we weren't thinking of addressing, but the idea of addressing our own messiness, responding and acknowledging our own messiness, the fact that the things that make us messy is part of what makes us who we are, and we need to acknowledge that, or else it's just going to continue making us messy. It's a, it's a cycle that we lead ourselves into time and time again, simply by refusing to admit that it happened right because if we are not if we're not talking about it if we're not willing to own even the bad things that we have done as like as you know individuals and as americans and as that we have done to be oppressive to other people then it stops being a reminder that we have been wrong right we can be wrong right and so a lot of times when we are when we're people of privilege and and the reality is that nearly all of us in one way or another are are people of privilege uh, of, of some sort of privilege. Let me let me rephrase that. Some of us have more privilege than others, but it's hard for us to see our own privilege until it's pointed out to us by someone else. And I think that's what Elijah is doing. Elijah is sitting there talking to Ahab and Jezebel, and he is continually over and over and over again pointing out the ways in which they are oppressing and abusing and and harming the people that they are actually charged with the responsibility of caring for. That time and time again, uh, Ahab and Jezebel, their their role is to kind of they keep creating systems to benefit themselves, right, and to benefit people close to them, uh, and they often do it at the expense of those that they like. Like you said, they were sworn like their charge, and what we would hope uh, a good leader would do is to care for the people that they're put in charge of, right, right, and you know we see this a lot of times even with our own government not only with the response to Native Americans, but with response to poverty. We see a lot of times our government makes decisions that are more beneficial to themselves rather than beneficial to people that are in extreme poverty or beneficial to people who have um, are of a certain ethnicity. And, and I think that we, we have to speak, we have to be like Elijah a lot of times. Sometimes we have to speak truth to that. And I think that we see the thing that Ahab and Jezebel did to Naboth where they had people give false testimony about about him to defame him to make him someone that people were okay with killing like we see that on a daily basis when we look at the the media coverage of of the death that happens in our culture daily mm-hmm. that someone will be someone will be killed and the first thing that happens isn't this is this is bad that someone has been killed. It's oh well, they used to do this, or they were some kind of criminal, so they're. It's okay that they're. We gone. try to rationalize their death and or try to uh, justify it. 
And yeah, it is. It, and I, I, I want to admit that I mean that's even a struggle that I have uh, when I catch things on the news. The visceral reaction, right? Yeah, is to do that, and I have to really be reflect upon. I have to reflect upon myself, and I have to reflect upon my own reaction in order to come to a place where and and do a lot more study and, and pay pay attention to what the people that are actually experiencing the hurt are saying and doing a lot of listening to that in order to get that. But the reality is, I think sometimes we find ourselves on the role of being Elijah, where we have to speak truth to the people that are doing the harming. But I think also sometimes we find ourselves um, complicit with the harm. And the truth has to be spoken to us. And we have to be willing to listen to it. Right. Because truth hurts. Yeah. Like, that's a cliche for a reason. Because sometimes we, there are things that are true about our, our world that we live in, the society that we, that we try to you know, do the right thing in and live and hopefully an upright life in that end up doing harm. Yeah. And, and we end up being accidentally complicit in these things. And if we're not willing to acknowledge that, then what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the things that the Indigo Girls are doing with Bury My Heart. Um, at Wounded Knee, and they are actually taking that idea and saying, this is our reality. This is something we have yet to acknowledge as a society, as a culture, and we have to acknowledge this if we're going to continue moving, uh, if we're going to do anything to reconcile the relationships between these two cultures. One of my favorite lines from that song is, where they say, don't worry, honey, you can still be an Indian down at the Y on Saturday night. And they're speaking to the fact that this harm is still going on, that the, the culture is still being robbed. And I think that there's something for us to pay attention to there. And I think that part of what we need to be getting at and what I hope that we're moving towards in acknowledging acknowledging the brokenness of history, mm-hmm. uh, that we, we can acknowledge the places where we, we didn't know but we should have. Right. Or maybe or maybe we did there was no means for us to know, but we do now. And what can we do to make amends? What right. can we do to make restitution for what we have done? And maybe sometimes that's just being more uh, aware and cognizant of the harm that we can cause, or maybe that's something physical that would, there needs to be due to to make amends and repair that that rift that has been created in our society. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, time and again, I think that's really what Elijah's going after with Ahab. I think Elijah really wants Ahab to acknowledge the harm that he's doing and stop doing it. And that can only happen if he realizes that, like, he is he is causing these problems. He is right. making that harm. He is making this difficult for other people. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's something that we need to look at. A lot of the hard things about this is... Some of sometimes, like yes, we have these big evil villains that we can point to. Like yes, that's wrong. That should that we should stand up to that. But th- sometimes there are things that we don't know that we are doing. Right. That culture and society have taught us a certain way, and we may not realize what it causes until it's too late. There are systems that are yeah. in place that you know maybe we didn't build, but we were complicit in benefiting from them when they hurt other people. And sometimes we're not sure what to do about it even once we realize it. it sometimes it's a, it we like think it's, it's a bigger problem. Because yeah. they are. They're huge. Yeah. Uh, but I think you said it earlier, and I really think that that's something that we can take from, is the first step is to start listening to the people who are hurting. 
Right. Because as much as we can acknowledge our own stuff, uh, we can acknowledge where we come from and we can acknowledge that we benefit and have have benefited from the systems that are in place that are oppressing people, unless we're willing to listen to how the system is oppressive and look into how things are changing uh, and are doing ill for other people, then we're missing the point. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know, tell us what you guys think. Let us know. Are you, do you feel like that there are ways in your life that you've benefited from the harm of others? Are there things that you think that we can, uh, we can do to, to correct that, to do something about it, to speak out about it? Or are there ways that we need to be better listeners to others in our culture and in our society? Uh, you can join the conversation with us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us. I'm at JM Esquire. And I'm at WT Uten. Or you can email us at secretprojectcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, as always, thank you to the Midnight Suns for our theme song, Variable, off their album, Descartes. Thanks for letting us use that. There's a link to their music in the description. Go check them out. Uh, and we'll see you next week here on Secret Project.